Hey, welcome back. It's Business of Film, episode number 24. My name is Jesse Eichmann, and today we are joined by Steve Beckman, head of content partnerships over at FilmBuff. Now, for those of you that don't know FilmBuff, they've been in the game, the digital game, since 2007. This is the early days of the internet uh, when, you know, films that are now just going theatrical on demand or going the DIY route. Uh, or crowdsourcing, none of that had been invented. So these guys have been in it from day one, and they know what they're talking about. So uh, I was excited to have Steve on the show. I'm happy that he gave us his time, and I'm uh, you know, excited to share with you today uh, my chat with him. So without further ado, Film Buffs, Steve Beckman. So welcome to the show. Thanks for, thank you for taking the time. Thanks so much for having me. So Film Buff, um, this is, uh, I guess... The, the brainchild of Synetic, uh, but before we kind of get into uh, how Film Buff got started, maybe you can kind of give me a little bit of a background of, you know, your personal journey and, and how you got to Film Buff. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I've been at Film Buff from day one. Um, so we started the company in uh, 2007, um, and right when we were you know, really beginning to see you know, these opportunities begin to present themselves in the digital space, and you know, uh, uh, started the company then to help take advantage of these changes that were happening, um, and you know, make sure filmmakers were on the forefront of of this movement. So. Um, you know, I've been at Film Buff from the get-go, and uh, it's been uh, you know just quite a sea change in terms of everything that's happened over the past five plus years. Um, so yeah. So it, uh, it's interesting because around 2007, if I'm not mistaken, uh, iTunes was very very nascent. I'm not even sure if it had, if it had come out. Because it, certainly they didn't have the Apple TV box back then. So. Yeah, it was it was right when um, I think Ed Burns was the first filmmaker at the time to release uh, uh, a movie uh, directly onto iTunes for its premiere, and uh, that was a movie called Purple Violets, and um, uh, that was right around that time, um, and uh, definitely was a, a pivotal moment for uh, for 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 you know this this shift. So walk me through the atmosphere when you when you first sort of started with Film Buff. What was the the, the thinking back then? I mean, it's really easy right now to go, oh yeah, this is the way it is. But back in two thousand and seven, the way it is wasn't the way it is at all. You had to have some serious, you know, forward looking thinking at that point in time. So I'd really love to get a, just a sense from you of what what was the team thinking back then? What what was what was going on inside Film Buff? you know, that was making you think that this was going to be the next, you know, the, the, the next wave. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there are a number of things that were happening at the time. I think that, um, you know, the, the, the writing was on the wall with respect to the, the, the promise of digital, um, and everything that digital could allow, uh, vis-a-vis, you know, the democratization of, you know, independent film in a lot of ways. You know, I think we were seeing that, um, you know, kind of these these films that we we loved and you know, kind of championed and were excited about, um, you know, weren't really connecting with audiences in the way that they should. I mean, they might be you know, kind of picked up at a festival for a traditional theatrical release, but you know, in and out of the theater very quickly, and then um, you know, by the time they hit ancillaries, um, you know, uh, audiences had moved on. Um, I think we recognized that you know, kind of digital really allowed um, for um, 
independent filmmakers to connect with a massive, you know, national or worldwide, you know, audience in a in a really meaningful way. Um, so. Uh, that was something that we were obviously very excited about, and I think that you know, we were also excited about, you know, um, a lot of, you know, documentaries or you know, kind of uh, narrative films that spoke to very particular audiences, um, and noticed that um, you know, digital was a way to really, um, you know, engage with those audiences and activate those audiences, and you know, really, um, you know, kind of. Uh, uh, build momentum for for a film. So, the the business model that you might have had back then in two thousand seven versus the model that you have now, has it changed? Has it morphed into something different? I'm just kind of wondering, you know, what that that evolution may have looked like. We're I mean we're constantly changing. Um, uh, the space is changing so quickly. I mean, who would have thought you know uh, that Netflix would have you know, the presence that they did at the you know, Golden Globes this year or at the Oscars in terms of you know, kind of the, the documentary space. Um, uh, you know, things are shifting you know, very, very quickly. Um, so, you know, yeah, we're, we're, we're constantly, um, you know, doing our best to evolve as a landscape of this. So you're the, if, uh, if, if, if the website's up to date, you're the head of content partnership. Is that, is that correct? Uh, yeah, exactly. So I guess, and being that FilmBuff is a curated platform, can you talk about you know how you know how how do you look at uh, partnerships with uh, with filmmakers and how is that kind of curation process? Um, how does it work for you? Yeah, so just to back up for a sec, um, in terms of FilmBuff, just so that you know people are clear, um, you know FilmBuff dot uh, com is a uh, curated platform of uh, films that um, are available, um, you know, across all sorts of different digital avenues. Um, so, you know, we're letting you know, you know, what films we love that are available, um, you know, in, 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 across the digital landscape today, and then driving you to where those films are available. Um, uh, Film Buff as a you know, uh, distribution company is um, you know, kind of connecting filmmakers um, you know, with with those platforms and is working to um, you know, curate films um, that are out there in the marketplace um, and get behind projects we believe in to help craft their digital strategy and you know, implement and execute that strategy. Um, so in terms of what we're looking for, I mean, first and foremost, we're looking for awesome projects. I mean, we're looking for projects that we really identify with, um, that, you know, from a creative perspective, you know, we're, we're, we're really excited about. So, um, you know, first and foremost, it really comes down to, you know, the, the, the nature of the project and, um, uh, you know, what what we all think we could do, obviously. So, I guess since we're just talking a little, little bit about the the model and what Film Buff is, maybe we should just dive deeper a little bit into that. So, so what is the model right now? If for for Film Buff and for a filmmaker that would want to have their uh, their film on the Film Buff platform. So you would, in terms of um, what we could do for filmmakers from a distribution perspective, I would say that. Um, you know, you would uh, send us your film, or we would hear about your film and reach out to you. 
um, and we would, um, you know, uh, tr- come on board to, you know, help help you think through um, your distribution, um, help you know, kind of craft a strategy that makes sense, and then you know we have um, deals in place with everybody across the digital landscape. We would um, you know, use those deals to execute a a strategy, um, thinking about you know, kind of how best to you know maximize audience and revenue for a project, um, and then would um, you know implement a marketing strategy that made sense um, to really ensure that we were you know raising awareness amongst you know audiences and driving them to where where the film's available. So what kind of rights, uh, because it sounds like, and I've asked this question of a number of people, by the way, who have, who have come on the show, the distinction between being, you know, the, the, an online platform or an online, um, uh, an online technology-based platform versus being a distributor. And obviously the way that you talk about Film Buff, it seems to, to be very evident, at least to me, that you guys think of yourself very wholesomely as a distribution company. Does that? I just want to make sure that 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 is the model uh, versus being, say, an online technology platform. That 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 is the way you guys actually think about yourselves. We are absolutely a distribution company. Yes. And then, as a distribution company, just 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 to kind of get this this holistic picture of, of the way you guys work, do you, would you pick up um, a specific bundle of rights, or would you? Uh, because I noticed that a lot of the films that you have on on your site, you know, I've seen them in other places, and you've got some amazing films on on your site. So maybe you can just talk a little a little bit about, you know, the kind of um, the kind of rights deals that you guys enter into. Yeah, it, it really varies depending on the project. So um, there are films where we'll come on board specifically um, to uh, focus on digital and maximizing opportunities in that arena. And there are films where we'll come on board um, to play a more comprehensive role. Um, digital is typically going to be driving um, you know, uh, the, the process, but you know, there may be a theatrical component. There may be you know, um, you can have a DVD life for the film and would help you know, in those areas too. Uh, but, uh, so the, the rights with which we work and you know, the, the nature of the strategy that we you know, implement um, together with, with a filmmaker will vary depending upon you know, the specifics of the film. So you said something earlier, which I want to kind of dive a little bit deeper into, because this is it's been this idea that's kind of been gnawing at me for a while. Just again, having, you know, had the opportunity to speak to so many people in the space. It's this idea of docs versus dramas. Uh, A documentary film, as you said below, you can find all those people. You know, if somebody likes, you know, car racing, you can you can find all the people who love car racing in the United States, if or around the world, if you wanted to. Uh, if you were trying to market an independent comedy or you know romantic project or you know truly just you know an indie drama, that's a much better. Sorry, that's a much more difficult uh, task at hand. So I'd love to get your take on the the conundrum of doc versus drama when it comes to, you know, online space? Yeah, look, we, we, we love both. Um, and, you know, I really probably do um, spend about half of our time working on docs and about half of our time working on narratives. Um, you know, I would hope that, you know, with a doc we were working on, if it were about, you know, car racing, we could, you know, 
obviously we'd appeal to you know, kind of everybody interested in the sport, uh, but then you know, could really cross over from there. Um, you know, and we, we, we had that experience with Senna, um, which is you know really I think one of the definitive you know racing docs um, of recent years, and um, uh, you know that film really did cross over in a meaningful way. Um, uh, and 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 you know, something very special happened. So, you know, I mean, I think in terms of what you're you know, kind of getting at, um, yeah, I think there are going to be you know, kind of core audiences out there for um, your know, docs. There are going to be core audiences that are out there for um, you know narratives, typically as well. But I think what's key is you know, figuring out how to um, you know allow something to really you know, kind of tran- transcend those audiences and, and cross over. Um, you know, in, into the mainstream, and when that can happen, obviously, it's uh, pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a race car lover per se, but I, I love that documentary. That absolutely 100. percent That was just like one of my favorite docs of the year, maybe of all time. Just an amazing, amazing film. Favorite doc of all time. Nice. Well, I don't, I don't know, but it's certainly in the top ten. I wouldn't go so far as to say my favorite of all time. That might be a bit much. You um, you, you did 10. say favorite of all time, so I'm going to quote you. You know, I'm going to go back. It's a good thing this is recorded. I'm going to go back, but it's up there, and I love that movie, and it definitely crossed over. Um, all right, we're 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 putting it on the box. Fair enough. Um, so this this kind of brings up this you know this, this issue of you know you're as a distributor, you're trying to drive audience, whether it be to uh, a doc or a drama, and there are obviously certain challenges therein. Uh, but it brings up this whole idea of trust and who's actually doing the driving. Um, so, for example, if you're the filmmaker, a lot of times distributors are calling on filmmakers or working with filmmakers to tap into their audiences and people that they've, you know, that they've been able to to cultivate. Um, and again, I. I, I I don't want to push. I mean, well, I want to push a little bit on the, on this idea of dog versus drama, but I want to tie that into the idea of trust and the filmmaker's own sort of cultivated audience. So I kind of want to bring those two things together and ask yeah. you, you know, it, when it comes to making people aware of the film, how important is it? Right? I mean, does does Film Buff have its own? Uh, I mean, because there are platforms out, out there that are kind of these, you know, smaller SVOD platforms. Uh, they have an audience. They're curated as well. So when they put up a film, uh, you know, both filmmakers can drive people to their audience. Uh, and obviously the site itself would drive people to their audience. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of wondering, you know, where do you fit into that landscape? To you, there are, you know, there are, I mean, there are multiple pieces here in this question, but I'm just kind of wondering, how do you put these pieces together in your own mind? I mean, I think it really begins with um, the relationship and trust that you're able to build with a filmmaker. Um, And I think that, um, you know, our our relationships in that capacity um, uh, are are very deep and very positive. Um, So uh, that's been, you know, terrific to get to, you know, getting in there so many filmmakers with so many, um, you know, engaging stories and whatnot over over the years. Um, And, you know, really, um, you know, uh, working uh, together, um, through a model um, that is very filmmaker friendly, very collaborative, very transparent, um, you know, and I think you know, demonstrating what you know, kind of the possibilities of, of digital are. Um, I think you know we've we've been in a, g- a good position to kind of build trust with with filmmakers, and I think um, you know, uh, trust amongst audiences. Um, it kind of stems from there, um, but you know I think that you know, uh, transparency has always been pretty 
key and central to everything that we've been doing. Um, you know, I don't know if you saw that recently. Like in October, we released um, Escape from Tomorrow, and you know, it was the first film um, you know uh, that publicly. Um, posted uh, VOD numbers alongside uh, theatrical numbers um, as it was a day-and-day release. And we wanted to pre- present a real comprehensive picture in terms of, um, you know, what, what the reality of the numbers were. Um, so we did that, and we you know, kind of, um, you know, issued a challenge to other folks to um, you know, show their VOD numbers as well, and we would, you know, kind of start this uh, box office slash VOD uh, statistic called MSG, multi-screen gross, um, and, um, you know, didn't get a whole lot of traction from other, other, other companies in the space. Um, but, um, you know, I think that commitment to uh, transparency, um, like I said, is, is, is really, um, you know, at the crux of everything that we're doing. And, um, you know, I think that the, the more of an emphasis there is on transparency, the more, you know, uh, you know trust uh, can be built. Yeah, and I was, I was going to ask you about that because, I mean, obviously... Um, I, I love the fact that you guys did that in the first place. I think it's it's incredibly difficult to get any kind of numbers with respect to digital. There's there's n- nothing historical that you can look at, and that which might be historical is either incredibly hard to find or impossible to find because, to a large extent, the distribution companies, at least the larger distribution companies, are still in that old model. So I, I don't know if, if, if you mind doing this, but I wouldn't mind actually talking a little bit about what expectations, sh- you know, should be in the kind of that digital landscape right now. I mean, what, what are you seeing right now in terms of transactions that, you know, that, that are happening in, in all these various spaces? If, if you could kind of paint a picture of what expectations should be like in, um, you know, in in the world of iTunes or in the world of Amazon or in the world of, you know, uh, Amazon On Demand or Hulu. I mean, how do these break out for you right now? It it, it really varies and depends on the film. Um, certain films are going to really pop on iTunes and, you know, have a strong transactional life. Other films may lend themselves more towards, you know, subscription VOD models. Other films, um, you know, may thrive on Hulu Classic where people can watch for free with ads. I mean, it really does depend on the project and, you know, there, there can certainly be, you know, tremendous variation. So, um, you know, I, I wish there was more that I could uh, say, but it, it just um, is very specific to each project. Well, let's let's talk about the platforms. Um, are do you are you seeing differences right now in terms of what's working on the different platforms? Are are there different kinds of films that are working better on, say, you know, the iTunes model versus and uh, 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 you know? advertising supported model on on Hulu would you so when you're when you're trying to make a decision on how you're going to distribute a film obviously every film is different but you I'm I'm assuming maybe falsely but I'm assuming that certain films are working better on certain platforms for specific reasons yeah, I mean, I think different platforms have different audiences. I think different, you know, films uh, justify people you know, kind of paying different amounts for. Um, I think that, um, yeah, there is a pretty broad spectrum um, in terms of what can work where. Um, and I think, you know, part of our, um, 
you know, value add is really um, having a whole lot of uh, data and information in terms of, you know, really thinking through the strategy or project and how to make sure that it's windowed appropriately and how it you know, can connect with audiences in, in, in the right way. So uh, let me let me kind of ask you then then this question when it comes to the the film buff model because you have um, you guys are our distributor are you at the film festivals competing for product in the same way that a lot of the other independent distributors are competing for product I mean how do you position yourself in that uh, that quote unquote competition to get the right kind of films. Uh, you know, for the film buff platform. I mean, you know, I don't know that. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, we're we're, we're um, you know at, at you know, just about every festival looking for um, you know projects and you know uh, looking for things that we feel like um, would be um, great to work on and all that sort of stuff, but. I think a lot of it is, you know, comes down to, you know, um, you know, the filmmakers. And I think that there are filmmakers who are, you know, really embracing, um, you know, the types of strategies that film buff can present and can offer. And, um, you know, there are filmmakers that, you know, kind of are going into projects, you know, um, you know, earlier on now, knowing that they want to, you know, pursue something that is more, um, you know, kind of innovative than a more traditional distribution deal. So like, you know, um, there's a you know, project I was at South by Southwest last year called Hey Bartender that we released a day and date last June. It's a really you know, terrific documentary about um, kind of the rise of the cocktail movement in America and um, you know, kind of these prohibition-style bars. And um, uh, it's a, a lot of fun as you kind of get to know all these kind of rock star bartenders and whatnot. And, um, you know, that's a film where, you know, you know, before uh, the film, you know, went to South by, um, you know, we, you know, had begun, you know, working with the producers um, to, you know, really craft, you know, a, a, an innovative strategy that would make a lot of sense for, for the film. Um, so, you know, I'm definitely seeing that, you know, there's, there's, uh, like I started off by saying this, this kind of sea change that's happening right now where filmmakers are, um, you know, kind of embracing these kind of newer models and, you know, um, excited about, you know, kind of forward thinking distribution. Um, so that's been you know, pretty exciting to see on the festival circuit, you know, for like, for, for, for the right projects. Um, in terms of, you know, kind of the markets that we go to, I mean, we're, we're, you know, kind of everywhere from, you know, Sundance to Berlin to, South by to you know, kind of smaller regional festivals. Um, you know, I think have a pretty strong presence uh, on that circuit. Of course, Toronto as well and Hot Docs. So, so the because you mentioned kind of that that kind of platform release strategy. Uh, I'm curious, how much is theatrical an important factor for you right now uh, in terms of helping to drive? digital sales do you st do you still think of theatrical as something that that you have to do in order to get uh press uh from and publicity because without the theatrical component it's very difficult to generate the kind of publicity that you you know from from writers um that you may not be able to get with a direct strategy 
Um, sort of, I kind of, I, I kind of want to draw that that line between theatrical and everything else. And sort of, what, where is your thinking right now in terms of the necessity of uh, theatrical for films that you guys get involved with? Again, yeah, it's really going to depend on the project. Um, you know, it's going to depend on the priorities of the filmmaker. Um, you know, it's going to depend on you know, kind of who their audience is. It's going to depend on. Um, you know uh how whether the you know film you know is quote theatrical in nature and you know is something that people would want to see together in a shared environment whether um you know it's 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 really i mean there there are lots of different reasons to do a theatrical and lots of different you know, kind of ways to shape a theatrical so it will vary in terms of you know, kind of experimentation with respect to the premium VOD offerings and kind of Doing something as you know, positioning something as day and date, and positioning something as ultra VOD. I mean, I think that you know can can be the right model for you know a particular film, or it could not. It, it really is going to just depend. But um, you know, I think I think that you know examples like you know kind of Bachelorette and Margin Call and Arbitrage have certainly uh, legitimized um, that window in uh, windowing in a lot of ways, and has uh, have. Uh, um, been pretty um, instrumental in terms of, you know, um, raising awareness about you know, kind of these more alternative types of distribution. So, if you were to paint, uh, I guess, a little bit of a picture of what the landscape's going to look like in a year or two years, where are you guys? Or, you know, what from from your from your perch, where do you see things? Going and how do you try and you know position yourselves kind of in front of that in front of that curve? So I'm just trying to get I guess um, because that, everything is changing so quickly right now, it's actually proving very difficult to to sort of catch up to everything that's happening as it's happening. So do you feel like uh, again this this two part question? Do you feel like you're constantly playing this game of kind of catch up to, to the technology? Or are you kind of, you know, uh, do you have like a strategy that's okay? We think we're going to be, you know, that the industry is going to be here in a couple of years. And this is what we're going to do, you know, to position ourselves ahead of the curve. So I guess what I'm asking is really what is what is some of the strategic thinking that Film Buff is using right now to help position the films that you guys are getting involved with to really get the maximum benefit out of uh, out of what you're doing? I mean, I think there there are a lot of exciting things that are happening. I think that you know we're seeing um, you know growth in a whole lot of different areas. I think that um, you know we're seeing um, more people than ever um, consuming uh, content digitally. Um, you know, uh, <coughs> seeing um, you know people uh, doing that in <coughs> a more fragmented way than ever from all sorts of different platforms and through all sorts of different models. I'm um, seeing a proliferation, um, a continued proliferation of you know, kind of um, ways in which people can connect with films. Um, seeing you know, areas of growth you know, kind of with respect to the DIY model um, and you kind of interesting scenarios there to reach core audiences through uh, platforms. Um, seeing uh, more people consuming film in this way internationally than before. Um, a whole lot of different things, right? Um, and and so, are, are, are you guys? Um, like, are are you personally excited about kind of like like it? Is it? I'm, I'm just kind of wondering. Is it like 
chaos inside the offices right now? Is this is this kind of like just trying to figure out, you know, what do what do we do next kind of thing, or is there a fairly kind of identifiable strategy that you guys can employ on a per film basis, just based on you know the snapshot of where we are today? I mean, we're 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 the company that was doing this in 2007 before a movie had ever had its. Uh, so, uh, so, so, um, uh, I think hopefully that, 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 uh, actions speak louder than words. <laughs> fairly put, fairly put. Um, so what are the, um, I guess, what are the, what are the kinds of things right now, uh, that at film buff, uh, when, when you're working with filmmakers on, and I just kind of want to shift gears here a bit to, uh, the social aspect of films, things cool. like uh, Facebook and Twitter, and recently there was an announcement on Facebook uh, where you know Zuckerberg came out and said, you know, Facebook is no longer uh, really a uh, a social media space, but it's an advertising platform. Meaning that if you're a brand or a filmmaker trying to uh, promote a film, that you're no longer really going to get the same kind of um, the same kind of benefit from being able to get to your audience unless you're paying for that social reach. When so I'm I'm kind of using that as an example, but really the question is about the the social element of using the various social platforms that are out there and you know how you guys engage with filmmakers to leverage those platforms. Yeah, I mean I think um you know, it's no secret that social, um, that, that having a, 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 a smart social strategy, um, in place to, you know, raise the profile and really connect with fans directly, um, is, uh, you can be very meaningful. I mean, I think we're seeing, um, you know, exciting things on, on Facebook. We just did a really fun campaign on Facebook for a film called Someone Marry Barry, um, which we released on, uh, iTunes and um, across VOD in a day and date capacity in February around Valentine's Day, and um, I'd say the the kind of traction we got on Facebook was terrific, and um, you know it's been really um, great, and we kind of worked with filmmakers to um, you know create content that you know kind of had could could go viral and could um, you know kind of really help develop followers and fans and all that sort of stuff and. Yeah, that was a, a meaningful tool, and then yeah, that's something we 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 really work to build from the ground up. And then you look at um, you know a film we did last fall called Broadway Idiot, a documentary about Green Day, um, and uh, their experience, Billy Joe's specifically uh, bringing um, Broadway Idiot from or American Idiot, the, the 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 album to the stage, and kind of that that process and Billy Joe's personal journey through. Throughout it, um, you kind of captured it in, in this documentary, Broadway Idiot, and kind of in that instance, we we you know we're, we're fortunately able to access um, you know uh, a Facebook account that with 30 million likes or something around there um, in terms of kind of really connecting with the Green Day fans around the world. Um, and did you see a lot of traction there? Out of curiosity. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's been um, you know a, a really uh, really positive experience. Um, so. You know, I think that kind of to what you were saying, asking about before in terms of, 
and kind of different audiences for projects and whatnot. There, there are some that you know, like a, a doc about Green Day that are going to have, um, you know, a, uh, a, a a real built-in audience, and it's about you know reaching them and then you know, hopefully crossing over from there. And um, then there are going to be others where you know you're able to use social in a way to really build an audience, and um, uh, it's pretty exciting too and that's what we, we we did with someone mary berry so um yeah see, seeing kind of all these all these outlets as you know um you know uh terrific opportunities to uh to get the word out and and that's what it's all about so it, it, the this specific example actually brings up something fairly important uh, at least for the independent filmmaker uh who may not be doing a uh, uh a Let's just call it a you know docu specific project about it you know like again like about uh, in in this case uh, American Idiot or uh, it could be you know race car driving or or whatever so in and this what I'm what I'm getting at is uh, the importance of cast and if you don't have cast are you you know screwed so if you're doing like a, a drama or a thriller or a romantic comedy or anything else that's not a documentary. Are you are you in the camp that would say you know you have to have cast to drive something, or is I mean like where do you sort of sit in that kind of like must have cast or you know there's possibilities without it because we we've heard from some people that are like if you're doing a drama and you don't have cast like don't even start forget about it don't like don't even bother. There are people who say that. Oh yeah. Really. Oh who? yeah. Um. I'm not going to name it specifically here on the, but it has been said in the podcast by many, many, by, well, I would say several distributors and online, uh, DIY platforms where the way where they would say, you gotta have cast if you're doing an indie drama or like something that's not a specific audience. Yeah. I guess you, I guess you gotta have cast if you're doing it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, uh, no, I mean, look, obviously can, can cast help? Yes. Can, can cast, um, you know, ele- elevate your project? Sure. Uh, obviously cast can be, um, a positive thing, but cast can also, set certain expectations for a film and cast could, you know, kind of make people feel, you know, maybe it's a really strong director driven project that kind of has very recognizable cast, but that cast is identified for a particular type of film and that, you know, isn't what this film is. Um, By so, the way, I love hearing this, like, cause you're, you're actually taking a slightly different, obviously answer to what I've heard from other people before. And I love that. So I'm just, you know, dive more into this. This is great. <laughs> All right, good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, cast can obviously be very helpful. Cast can also, um, you know, uh, maybe misguide perceptions about what a project is. Um, I think that um, there are, like, it's, it's, it's about finding uh, the right film and the right voice and the right story. And, you know, it's, it's maybe cliche or idealistic as that sounds, but... Um, but we are idealistic, and um, I, I, I think that uh, it's you know uh, I mean look at 
like Fruitvale Station from Sundance last year, you know, as, as an example. I mean, you know, I mean, sure, there, there, there's some recognizable cast there, but you know, that film, you know, the way it broke through, I don't think people expected that. Um, you know, so I think at the end of the day, it's about the story that you're telling. It's about, um, you know, the, 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 the way in which you're telling it and, and the, 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 your, your unique voice. And, you know, I, 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 I hope that, um, you know, uh, strong content will you know ri- rise to the top. Um, so I'm, I'm you know want to um, uh, be a bit optimistic, but uh, feel like um, you know if you've uh, got a film that a story that needs to be told and and out there, um, regardless of the level of cast involved um you know hopefully it can it can break through but yeah i mean there's no secret there's a ton of content out there right now and it's um very competitive so um you know uh cast can you know, kind of move, move the needle certainly but um there's certainly lots of examples of films that um have have broken through with without it um so i guess Last question: If you were to have some advice for filmmakers who are looking to work with Film Buff, what what advice would you would you give them, or give to the well, indie community who wants to, you know, uh, you know, either be working with Film Buff or, in the broader sense, just advice for the indie community, just based on what you know the experiences that you've been through. If you don't have cast, don't make your. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so uh, uh, you, you, you uh, apparently we. Uh, we found the true Scott here. This is great. This is great. So I did the true no, Steve. Steve, sorry. <laughs> um, no, so I, I, yeah, I, w- I would s- look um, make the film that you want to make. Um, uh, obviously, think about who your audience is, though, in making it. Um, you know, I'd say embrace changes that are happening in in the marketplace right now. Um, think about you know how people are actually going to connect with your movie. Um, you know, it, 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 it may very well be in theaters or it may very well be, um, you know, through, you know, uh, you know, digital platforms. It, 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 you know, obviously be, be kind of, um, you know, pioneering in terms of, you know, kind of the way in which you're, you're, you're thinking about, you know, who your audience is and, and, and how you're going to reach them. And, um, you know, I think that, that, that those would be some key things. Cool. Cool. I, actually, you know what? I just just because you you brought it up before, and it just it's it's uh, nagging at me for just just one last question, if 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 I may, do you feel that there is um, too much product out there right now? Has it gotten to the point where because everybody can make a movie and they are, uh, and because there are thousands of movies now being submitted to the film festivals, that it's just it's getting to the point where you know there's it's just it's almost it's almost like if anybody can make a filmmaker where's the value in the films and being and the ability to get found and discovered even if you've got a good film you may not necessarily get found or even make it to you know the place where a distributor wants to pick you up because a distributor can only handle so many films so uh, i'm just is this a good I think thing there, i think there i think there are more films being made but there are also but there are also more ways to get your film out there than than ever before so right um no i mean i think that um no, there 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 can I, I don't i don't think that that too many films are being made i don't think that 
um, you know, the market is is oversaturated. I mean, maybe there there are a lot of films out there, but I think that you know there there are lots of different ways to get your film out there, and maybe you know, kind of a more traditional route isn't isn't um, the right way to connect with your audience because you know, kind of there you know are only so many theaters or what have you. But I think that um, you know there are definitely ways to do it. I mean, there are a lot of um, you know, people who have something to say. So I think that's, that's, that's a good thing. Fantastic. Well, listen, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate this. This has been, uh, this has been awesome. Thank you. Cool. Thanks a lot. All right. That was Steve, head of content partnerships over at film buff. Um, I love talking to uh, people who have been in the digital space. It's just, it's, uh, and I've been doing it for so long. It's just, it's, it's awesome to hear their, their perspective. And, uh, it's, just really cool that you know uh, people are you know coming on the show and sharing, and, and I love that. And it's just it's uh, you know not a lot of these conversations are out there in the open in the public. So what we're trying to do here at Business of Film is just have more of those conversations uh, with people that are in the business and focused on distributing, producing, and and making in you know indie films. So if you have any you know, questions uh, about this show uh, or have any comments, please head on over to crafttruck.com under the Business of Film podcast section. Uh, this is episode, again, 24. Uh, leave us a comment. Leave us a note. Let us know what you think. Uh, are there things in this podcast, questions that you would have liked to have had asked? Uh, and if so, we can try and get them answered for you. Are there uh, comments that you have uh, about this this show or others? Leave us a note there. We'd love to hear from you, uh, and we love answering you know your questions and trying to build in more of what you want into this show. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate everybody over here at Craft Truck uh, for your you know for your taking the time to listen to the Business of Film podcast. And uh, you know, head on over, leave leave us a note again. Let us know what you think. Have a great day, everybody. We'll be back next week.